0: Namaskar. Uh, good morning to all. Uh, this is a solo edition of uh, Daily Global Insights uh, with the indomitable uh, Irg uh, locked up or tied up uh, in a very busy engagement. Uh, namaskar to all, welcome to Daily Global uh, Episode 291. A shout out to all of viewers to like this program so it can reach its maximum potential. Today is Tuesday, December 7th. And we kick off with a very important announcement uh, made by President Biden yesterday. Uh, U.S. announces diplomatic boycott of Winter Olympics over human rights abuses, and many nations may follow suit. This was expected. This has been brewing for some time. There is some mechanism by which uh, United States and parts of the world uh, needed to demonstrate uh, to uh, to. Uh, uh, the Chinese that uh, they are not going to accept and tolerate as to what is going on in Uyghur or in the Xinjiang province. Uh, so U.S. has uh, made the first uno- official announcement. Uh, I know UK and few EU nations have been discussing and we'll begin to see more nations probably follow suit uh, following the footsteps of United States. Of course, the Chinese have uh, rebutted and saying that this violates the the tenets and the principles of the uh, the spirit of the Olympic Games. Uh, And so therefore, uh, there would be appropriate rebuttals and actions that follow. Uh, I am sure that they're going to make enough noise because boycotting Olympics is not a very uh, trivial issue. If you recall, something like this happened in 1980 Moscow Olympics as well. Uh, The second policy action that uh, we may begin to see uh, emerge is around Russia. Uh, US and uh, President Biden and Vladimir Putin are expected to, uh, you know, have a virtual summit today, Tuesday, Uh, and, uh, you know, they will be discussing a number of issues ranging from uh, Afghanistan and uh, the security issues around uh, Ukraine, uh, the infiltrations that's happening and potential problems around Belarus, uh, etc. The message that is coming out is whether that will be executed remains to be seen that uh, Mr. Biden is expected to be very strong and very firm in making his case that uh, if there are any issues or any violations, uh, any incursions into Ukraine, then, uh, you know, Mr. Putin and Russia will be met with uh, stern sanctions and actions. Uh, Thus far, that language has not been used by Mr. Biden. Uh, but we have seen it now with the boycott of uh, the Olympics, uh, Winter Olympics to China. I think that this this could very well uh, be the case as far as uh, Russia is concerned. Um, as far as the COVID uh, Omicron, which is uh, making its rapid uh, footprint around the world and, you know, cases steadily rising, uh, we had a very controversial or a very interesting statement coming out from... Uh, the epidemiologist uh, in Yale University, Dr. Harvey uh, Rich, Dr. Harvey Rich says that this whole COVID is a pandemic of fear mongering manufactured by authorities, and uh, you know this will be dispensed and treated like any other virus. Uh, already, we have news coming out that uh, this is going to be with us almost, uh, you know, as part of our ecosystem. Uh, just as if you are in the United States or if you are in any of the countries which have uh, this uh, winter uh, flu virus season, we all go through uh, the regular vaccination program, you know, uh, pre-winter, pre-spring, etc. So I think that this is, uh, this seems like emerging like uh, the same scenario here. Uh, To add, uh, you know, uh, to further travails, the president of uh, Moderna uh, has announced that Uh, None of the existing vaccines can combat uh, this uh, uh, Omicron and you probably need a new protocol because the multiple mutation uh, variation, uh, you know, can easily penetrate through the current uh, 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 what you call immunology protocols. Uh, having said that, there's also some good news announced. Uh, you know, uh, so positive news announced by Dr. Fauci yesterday, who made the statement that, uh, you know, this is not as uh, severe and uh, as complicated as the prior. Uh, so this will come through the current, uh, people will be able to resist those who are fully vaccinated. That's his statement. Uh, and based on the initial data that uh, the CDC. Uh, is seeing in united states so the vaccine can be sorry the uh, the virus can be uh, dealt with uh, you know adequately that's his statement so you can see that why there is uh, you know fear amongst the minds of the people uh, namely to say you know what exactly is uh, the clear message here and whether we vaccinate not vaccinate follow the protocols don't follow the protocols uh, how do we respond are we better off to be where we are rather than uh, rather than you know go through this uh, iterative uh, uh, cycles of vaccine one vaccine 2 booster dose and probably another dose uh coming up probably in you know early next year so that's on the uh uh on the on the on the oh my God situation uh if you all recall that we have covered this in daily global insights that uh, there has been a series of vaccine mandates that Uh, Biden had uh, uh, kind of imposed in various states uh, that to follow from state to the private sector. I think the private sector kicks off around, uh, if I'm correct, December 22nd, December 27th. Uh, The OSHA, which we covered yesterday was declined by the Sixth Circuit uh, Court. Uh, But most of the state courts are also uh, handing defeat to Mr. Biden. Uh, to say that the vaccine mandates are not valid. There's maybe some testimony to, uh, to what uh, the courts are saying because if you recall, uh, notably te- Texas and Florida, which didn't have the vaccine mandates, which didn't have the uh, mask mandates, uh, the cases uh, rose up to almost close to between 600 to a million, notably in Florida and uh, today uh, when you look at the active cases across united states again we covered this data i'm just recapping it uh, you know uh, there's less than about 50000 cases active cases in texas and something similar or even smaller number in uh, florida uh, which effectively says that uh, you know if people take adequate precautions uh, that one can deal with it i'm not prescribing or i'm not suggesting don't uh, follow i as i mentioned you know i myself Uh, is fully vaccinated. So I think that people have to follow the new protocols, but mandating it without giving the choice doesn't seem to be, uh, you know, getting the adequate support of the court system. Obviously DOJ will, uh, Department of Justice will uh, contest it. Uh, Moving to the next um, item, which is, uh, you know, which is again surfacing as we approach the uh, 2022, uh, as as the world plans, uh, the United States plans, not the world, the United States plans for the 2022 elections, uh, the Michigan voter rolls apparently was filled with almost 26,000 dead registrants, okay, dead people. Remember in Nevada, dead people voted, in Arizona, dead people voted. You know, probably, you know, uh, they're coming out of their graves and they're registering themselves and, uh, you know, they probably pop up. Uh, so you have uh, this issue is going to, how they're going to normalize this uh, or de goup or normalize the. Uh, The water registration rolls uh, is an interesting, uh, you know, contest that we will begin to see as uh, January kicks in. Also, the Department of Justice uh, is uh, suing the state of Texas because this is another ritual that goes on, redistricting the House districts, uh, so that it tilts in favor of uh, one party over the other. If you are uh, a Republican, then you will do the redistricting to make sure that you get the maximum benefit, and you know you always come up with a logic. And if you are a Democrat, then you do the redistricting to see that you get the maximization. So therefore, there's a redistricting that's going on in Texas to make sure that uh, uh, there is some preservation. I mean, Texas and Florida have been uh, have seen maximum number of uh, you know uh, what you call. Uh, migration uh, coming from the other States. Uh, so whether that's one of the catalysts uh, remains to be seen, but this, there is this redistricting that is going on. Uh, in So this is within the context of what is to come very soon. Um, then the next item that we look at, which is, uh, you know, Janet Yellen uh, talked about, uh, you know, we could run out of the money. We don't, we're not going to be here till February 18th. You know, we could be defaulting because we are quickly catching up with the uh, debt limits. Uh, Recall, we are going to do an extensive coverage, uh, dedicated coverage on a fireside uh, chat around where the US stands with its debt, as well as the various programs the COVID and stimulus programs, COVID related stimulus programs, as well as the economic austerity programs, uh, basically, and what that is doing to the overall US debt. So um, the US debt limit needs to be increased from uh, the $26 trillion to about 31, 32. They got a temporary respite which goes on till it's called as the continuous reconciliation continuous reconciliation, uh, till about February 18. But Janet Yellen is saying that that doesn't hold and we could be running out very soon as early as uh, last week of December. So the Democrats are eyeing what we call as which, uh, you know, a one-off reconciliation bill. Uh, that one-off reconciliation bill will help them to tie probably Uh, They have to also pass the uh, defense uh, bill, uh, or they call as the Armed Services Amendment uh, Bill, Uh, so that they have to pass and they're trying to add uh, this one-time ceiling without uh, the effect of a filibuster because you can pass that bill uh, without the filibuster. So they want to tag the debt limit to it. Probably, uh, you know, uh, they, they may get some support. This is within the House and then they send it to the Senate, then you need a very simple 51 majority without uh, an elaborate discussion. So they're trying to get past. um, Fortunately, they are not adding uh, any amnesty and illegal aliens and other kinds of conditions. So this may see the light and and at least the sovereign, uh, you know, credibility of the United States will be maintained and it will begin to meet its debt obligations to the external borrowers. Uh, moving to uh, moving to uh, the uh, India situation, um, yeah, everybody is aware that there are two simultaneous meetings. Uh, Vladimir Putin uh, was uh, Monday in transit with uh, Sergey Lavrov, the foreign minister and the defense minister. Uh, so it looks like that there was a joint statement uh, issued by Prime Minister Modi and uh, Russia, Vladimir Putin affirming uh, their uh, you know, long-standing relationship and agreeing to partner and work together uh, in a seamless manner. Uh, obviously, you know there were several items, but the key items that was of focus was uh, the issues and the security around Afghanistan, uh, UN Security Council uh, reforms, and that implies that to accommodate India into United Nations uh, Security Council, and bilateral trade. Everybody, I mean, Russia is one country which was not mentioned by uh, Mr. Goyle, who has been advocating the bilateral trade agreements. There is a bilateral trade agreement with the United States. There is a bilateral trade agreement with Israel. Bilateral trade agreement with UAE. Bilateral trade agreement with uh, you know EU. And bilateral trade agreement that is going on with UK, etc. Uh, so Russia is now suggesting that there has to be a bilateral trade agreement. And I think Modi and Mr. Putin uh, agree that uh, you know the target trade should be around uh, 25 to 30 billion dollars, 30 billion dollars by 2025. Obviously, defense is one of the biggest areas. That uh, number one defense supplier to India is uh, is uh, is Russia. Uh, Russian President also pointed out uh, in the same press conference that uh, he has uh, very deep concerns as to what is happening around the security situation in Afghanistan. Uh, and he would be supportive and collaborative with India in its efforts. Uh, This is uh, one of the most important statements that is coming out. That means right? India seems to have support of Russia seems to have support of uh, UK, EU and US. So how that translates into specific activities within Afghanistan remains to be seen. I think also uh, Russia is concerned about this, uh, for, you know, uh, into its own region, plus also filtering into the Central Asian republics. Uh, so that's another positive statement uh, that is coming out. Um, the Foreign Secretary uh, of, uh, uh, of India, uh, Mr. Harsh uh, Shringla, confirms that the S 400 shipments continue and India continues to receive, and it is being uh, Uh, integrated into the defense weaponry of uh, India, probably in the western as well as up in the northern sector. Uh, There was much commotion whether this will happen or not happen. There was also commotion around uh, whether India will be subjected to sanctions and there's imminent sanctions. Uh, India has made it very clear. This is about the uh, sovereign security of uh, India, uh, especially as it faces threats from uh, two important nations, China and uh, and, and Pakistan. Uh, my view is that I have stated this. Uh, United States may wave given the uh, common thread of China and given what is going on, um, and there is also uh, the trade secretary was most recently in uh, in India uh, uh, trying to do the bilateral extension of the bilateral trade and trying to get access and more market access and more transparency around uh, some of the re- retrospective taxation and other tariffs. So I think the uh, the water will be under the bridge very soon around this S-400 and it may become part of the, the ecosystem. Whether there is any conflicting or adjacent uh, weaponry that United States imports or uh, exports to India uh, remains a question, but thus far US has supplied. Uh, most of the weaponry around uh, either the uh, the drones uh, or the surveillance in the naval uh, area or, uh, you know, the, uh, sharing intelligence and other types of uh, weaponry and access mechanisms. Uh, United States has continued to support India in its endeavours to defend itself. Then, um, well, uh, this you would expect because it seems like Russia wants to have a similar kind of a status to United States, Japan, Australia. These are the quad nations. Uh, surprise, surprise, there's no surprise. Uh, so Russia and India kick off a 2 plus 2 dialogue. Uh, as you all know, 2 plus 2 dialogue entails uh, defense and uh, foreign, uh, foreign relations or foreign secretaries. So therefore, they jointly conduct meetings uh, which combines diplomatic as well as the security aspects uh so russia india two plus dialogue kicked off, and uh, uh, if uh, one had seen the camaraderie with or you know friendship or warmth with which the Indian Minister for External affairs and the Russian foreign secretary lazarov uh, you know shook hands or uh, uh, fisted and it just shows that there is a very uh, strong uh, bondage uh, between the two nations. Um, then The other thing that uh, is important to note is that Russia made it a point, Vladimir Putin made it a point uh, to mention that uh, there is a long-standing relationship uh, between India and Russia and uh, India. Russia views India as a trusted and a strategic partner. Uh, and this is time uh, historical uh, and they continue to affirm and value that uh, there are at least six to seven or possibly ten areas where they are looking at uh, exploration from, sane, uh, from space to cyber to military to uh, other domains uh, to, to, uh, to participate and coordinate their efforts. So that's on uh, the, uh, the Russia-India dialogue, which is a precursor to what is going to happen today between US and Russia. Um, coming to the Covid situation, India continues to see rising cases and most of the cases are rising uh, as a result of the incoming passengers from some of the African countries uh, being detected and uh, at least based on the initial data, the number seems to be less than 20. Uh, there seems to be adequate quarantine protocols based on the Indian Health Ministry uh, to deal with this should this uh, explode as it happened in February, March earlier in 2021. Uh, There's also an incidence in Bangalore or in Karnataka where, uh, you know, at least 10 people from South Africa who came in were supposed to be in quarantine seems to have escaped uh, this again. You know, we have seen in the past uh, people are reluctant to be put into quarantine centers and uh, subjected to uh, the uh, the new pro- protocols, which is warranted. But some people take it, some people don't take it. or don't like it, uh, and I think that eventually, I'm sure that they will be uh, they will be located and uh, you know quarantined before uh, they cause any issues. Uh, so that is around um, the the situation around uh, the COVID. Uh, The new uh, Naval Secretary has taken charge or a new, um, sorry, not the Naval Chief for India has taken charge, Um, you know, Mr. Uh, Vice Admiral or Admiral um, uh, Mr. Hari. Um, And he says that uh, their India is well positioned. It's keeping a close eye on China in the Indian Ocean, the integrated uh, command structure that they have now in place for Navy. Uh, helps them to address any uh, potential issues uh, that emerge out of uh, um, out of uh, Chinese threat, specifically around the Indian Ocean. Again, we covered this. Uh, you know, you are seeing beginning to see China now uh, footprint uh, not just around uh, South China Sea, East China Sea, Taiwan Strait, Pacific, but it is now extending its tentacles all around the place, both land, air, as well as uh, water. Um, there is uh, again coming to the three I region. Uh, again, we had uh, flashpoints uh, again yesterday. Um, uh, there is alleged airstrikes uh, by Israeli uh, Air Force, and they targeted uh, the port, the um, Latakia port in uh, uh, in Syria. And one could see if you can see the videos, you can see the videos on the YouTube, you can see uh, fire emanating from the specific port, but um, and Syria responds by saying that it is not going to keep quiet. It will respond with appropriate action. Um, Israeli uh, Air Force has not IDF has not confirmed. Uh, that it was behind it, but it is alleged that they are behind this attack probably as a deterrent measure. You saw something similar happened in Lebanon as well. And usually these are the places from where you know you have these rocket launchers or drones or any of these things emanating. Uh, Syria also informed uh, Iran that it is not going to keep quiet and it will respond. So this is on the one side. Then you have the other side, which is uh, not too far is Yemen The rockets fired from Oman by the Houthi rebels, which is the Iranian back, uh, was intercepted by. uh, Their target was Riyadh. Was intercepted by uh, the Saudi forces and repelled. So this Middle West Asia or Middle East, West Asia is the most appropriate word, continues to be a flashpoint on one side while they try to. Uh, continue to work trade and economic dialogue and see whether you know they can shift their attention to more things uh, that are material uh, to the uh, the welfare and the development of the population in that specific region rather than persistent and constant war. Uh, hopefully we'll see some light at the end of the tunnel uh, in the near future. Coming again to Iran, uh, the only nation which is uh, trying to uh, seek and get the attention of Iranians to get them back to the negotiating table is Germany. So Germany says that it's time that Iran comes with more specific and tangible proposals uh, to uh, to the IAEA and to the P5 nations, so that a dialogue can resume and. Uh, a resolution can be reached uh, on the uranium enrichment and the lifting of the sanctions. Whether the Iranians will listen to the Germans uh, begs the question, but at least uh, the German contingent is making uh, making a statement to the Iranians. Um, Ukraine, uh, this is another flashpoint within Europe. Uh, Ukraine uh, says that you know it has got all this gadgetry from, uh, United States, it shows off its wares and says that uh, very similar to Taiwan, it says, Hey, you know, I can now defend myself if, in the event of an attack from the Russians. Of course, you can defend yourself, but uh, war is a calamity. So, but uh, they're just trying to say they are now in a state of preparedness uh, with new missionary and with new armory at their at their disposal, obviously supplied by uh, United States. Um, you says at this stage, uh, it uh, coming to the COVID situation because one of the uh, continents which is adversely impacted by uh, the COVID or the rising cases is the European Union. We had shared with you the taka uh, the 8 out of the top 10 nations, uh, which is uh, showing rise in active cases are from Europe. Uh, of course, Russia and United Kingdom top the list and then Germany and Netherlands and uh, Poland and etc. The other countries are not too far behind with number of cases rising to 400 to 500,000 active cases. So therefore uh, EU says at this stage it has no plans to lift the travel bans to South Africa. Uh, It's very uh, interesting that they have focused on South Africa is obviously data based. Whether the data is accurate or not, one never knows, but South Africa seems to have been the target in this uh, focus in this instance, in terms of lifting, uh, 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 forcing sanctions and containing and quarantining and uh, putting adequate tests in case for the people who have come in. Uh, But uh, it seems like they want to put uh, the travel restrictions. Uh, It's not just uh, South Africa, there's about eight, nine other nations, uh, which have also been added to the list. So that uh, brings us to the geopolitical as well as uh, uh, some of the news related to Covid. Getting back to markets, uh, you know, as we have said, the markets are a gyration of human sentiments and uh, December 1st, uh, two days, uh, three days saw the, uh, the, uh, the, the kickoff. So yesterday the markets went up again, um, getting past Covid and getting past the inflation um, so the Dow was up 1.87 uh, percent, S&P was up around 1.1 percent, and Nasdaq was up around 0.97 percent, giving a big thumbs up to the markets. Um, as we, uh, you know, came into the show, the DGI show, uh, markets were again up about 300 points on Dow and S&P, pointing a higher number, expressing the positive sentiments that. Uh, the the uh, COVID is not as alarming as is uh, the interest rates continue to remain uh, fairly uh, in the uh, in the contained territory. They are not gone to two percent. Uh, they are still uh, one point four percent, and they dipped from one point six seven percent to one point four percent. Obviously, there has been some relief, uh, albeit temporary, on the gas stations around the oil prices. But having said that when the markets went up, the oil prices also breached the $70 barrier yesterday. The effects of that we will begin to see in probably a a week or so later. So the oil rose more than 1% to $70.20 and the Brent went to $73.66. The 10-year US Treasury was at 1.44% uh, and our famous uh, Crypto uh, Bitcoin uh, as we speak is around $52,000 and, uh, and uh, what is uh, our uh, Ethereum is around the $4,300 to $4,400 mark. Uh, almost catching up with $4,500 uh, when they went into the three point nine four thousand dollars territory. As uh, we summarize uh, markets, as I have been saying in December, uh, will finish uh, favorably. One headwind may be uh, that debt limit that I think they will probably get past. That the other could be uh, the news that is likely to come out on, from uh, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell uh, on the interest rates and whether he's going to accelerate the interest rates, uh, just as he was. They were accelerating the roll down of the. Uh, asset purchases or bond purchases uh, program. So those are the two. But I think the markets will weather, will finish as we have consistently maintained uh, throughout this year. 2021 will be uh, a golden year for the equity markets and, uh, you know, 26, 27% uh, for S&P and close to 18 to 20% for uh, Dow and uh, somewhere in the same vicinity for uh, NASDAQ uh, means that the markets have uh, those who have investing in the markets have uh, reaped the benefit. Uh, similarly, I think uh, uh, if you have been in oil markets, we have gone from $45 to about $70 a barrel. The interest rates have jumped from around 48 basis points to about uh, 1. 1.6, 1 1.5. Uh, so you have seen a consistent movement reflecting of reflecting the sentiments around the economy is coming back uh, and overcoming the any potential headwinds from the COVID situation. Uh, once the interest rates begin to go up, we'll begin to see what ha- what is to unfold uh, as we step into 2022. Okay, with that, we wrap up. Thank you so much. Once again, uh, we thank you all for your support uh, to PGurus channel. We thank you all for uh, your support to the DJI program. Uh, we like you to continue to support and sponsor and uh, as Sri Irg would like, would say, Please continue to press the like button, the more likes that you have, um, that is better from the perspective of uh, the, uh, the socialization and the advocacy of the P program, uh, the P guru programs across various platforms. Uh, We are always reliant on sponsorship and sponsorship drives uh, the economic uh, performance of uh, economic uh, performance and the upliftment of the channel. So thank you. Wonderful. Uh, Have a wonderful day, wonderful evening, and we look forward to seeing you once again uh, tomorrow morning.